Podcast. Uh, to this week, we are going to be speaking about art. What is art? How do we value art? And uh, yeah, I'm Alex. It's Ali. It's me, Jason. Hi, it's Trikari. It's Hope. That's right. We have a very special guest today. We have Hope with us. Thank you so much for Yay. joining us. Did you boo me? <laughs> no, no, that was Jason. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, to kick this off, we are talking about art. Um, what I think we should do first is discuss some of our favorite pieces of art and then really what uh, makes them our favorites. All right? Who wants to go first? I think Hope should go first since she's our special guest. Oh, of course. I'll go first. Um, for like art and stuff, I was thinking of like photography. And the first thing that came to my mind, like in terms of favorites, I would say like the Hubble Bubble space images. What is it not called Hubble Bubble? What is it called? Just Hubble. <laughs> oh. Hubble <laughs> Hubble Bubble. <laughs> what's the hubble bubble oh hubble bubble's the gum right oh they should have never named it that <laughs> okay anyways the hubble te- the hubble telescope like the images from it those are beautiful sure, i think yeah. it's just i think it's just the fact that it's like larger than life kind of and that's why i like it and it's real like it's not like you came up with it like it's just there right okay Okay, nice. Um, Ali, what do you what do you have for favorite art? I got I got a couple things. Oh, first is the painting called "The Creation of Adam in the Sistine Chapel." I feel like that. I just that's that's beauty to me, you know. Other than you, of course, my dear. Oh, please. Um, and I also have um, traditional tattoos, like that style of tattoo. It's traditional as in it's tribal. No, um, I. It's like I think it's really called American traditional, isn't it? Yeah, American traditional. Okay. Like I already have two American traditional tattoos, and I'm like four or five more. Um. Outro by M83. That song. song? Yeah. yeah. It it like it just takes me to a whole nother world. Like I've listened like on long drive, I've listened to that song on repeat, just like and just like turn my brain off. Ever been on autopilot? That it it is it is a whole nother feeling. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you laugh? I I mean I just said while you're driving, it feels like a weird place to be on autopilot. Oh. At least it's not mm-hmm. drinking and driving. Of course. Okay. Okay. And, and, so, and lastly, uh, yeah, keep keep uh, going. Um. Lastly, uh, Planet Earth, that documentary series on Discover the Discovery Channel. Okay. All right. Max, you already know. Oh, Max. On Discovery, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. That's good to know. 
that that whole series i love it it's it's kind of like what what hope was saying about the hubble space telescope like the photos from there it's like you don't have to like find or you don't have to make that it's it's already there waiting for you it's i don't know yeah sure sure okay i get that um, is there anything else or is that it that's it okay sure there's more of course of course of course but just first things that come to mind right um so uh how about jason what do you got uh so as the resident super nerd and weeaboo i want to bring up anime um i i love anime i think um I, and not even anime but animation in general so i do want to bring up like adventure time as one of my favorite animated shows along with more traditional anime like uh um i'm sorry i'm blanking on the name cowboy bebop and um samurai shampoo I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. I love that soundtrack, um, which also goes into music because it has Nujabez in it. Or is it Nujabez? How, how do you Nujabez. All right. What Trikari said. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I love that type of stuff. And then um, I love, like, late... What you could say? Like, later Renaissance era paintings... So I like uh, really like Francisco Goya's uh, Saturn Devouring His Son. I don't know what it sure. is about that painting that I like so much. I think it's also a lot that has to do with the era that it comes out from because I do love that era of art a lot. Um, and uh, in terms of music, one of my favorite bands is this band called Have a Nice Life, which makes the most depressing emo music ever, and I love it. I, I eat it up, dude, for like it's lunch. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. All right. Nice. Trikari, how about you? Um. Yeah. So, a lot of my st- I don't I don't really know too much about like paintings. Don't really make me feel the same stuff. I kind of look at them and I'm always like they're cool. So I don't have many like paintings or sculptures. But like, I think I have like music and movies. And I think like for me, when it comes to my favorite types of art, they're always the one that depict this type of I don't know sadness and happiness I feel I don't know how to describe it but like there's just just this idea of like multiple emotions coming together at once displaying like you know whether it be loneliness and happiness and like you know hope but also this kind of like sourness there so I feel like for me when I think about art that represents that feeling kind of gives me that that's like my favorite type of art because it's just melting of emotions so for example there's this album called a crow looked at me by mount erie it's a it's about its album he made it you know over the course of his wife dying of cancer and you know it's about it's a lot of it's about how he's grieving about how he has to learn to take care of his daughter by himself and just just him processing all these emotions some positive and some negative and i like that because I think it paints an accurate picture of the world as not just being this happy place or even this sad place, just this place where things happen and you have to adjust to them. You know, same for a song like um, 
Blood on My Nikes. It's a rap song by this British rapper named Loyal Carner. It's about um, it's about basically knife crime in London because if you don't know, knife crime is a pretty deep, big deal over there. It's just about how like he as a young man was scared of dying of knife crime and just the fear of even people that looked like him because he's a black man. And then you know, as the song ends, you hear the audio of another young black man speaking out about knife crime in you know British Parliament. So I think that's another kind of like mixed signals of like here is this like kind of sadness but also this uplifting nature to it and that's just kind of how a lot of my favorite art follows so it's a, that, that's the theme that i noticed in my favorite works so. okay yeah i understand um that is very interesting and so um i guess i'm in the exact opposite side of that from you because when i <laughs> thought of art the f only two things I can really think of as my favorites are paintings. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, we've already discussed before, but I don't really listen to music like that. And so music doesn't really do the same thing it does for me. Like I understand it does for a lot of people. But the striking visuals of painting is always um, uh, something that I really appreciate. The first piece of art I want to bring up is view of the ducal palace um which i know i'm going to pronounce this incorrectly but it's uh painted in 1730 but i believe it's a uh, canaletto and it's um it's a picture in venice uh, of the uh what is it called the giovanni antonio canal and i don't know i don't know exactly what it is that uh really spoke to me when i saw this because i saw this in a museum when i was in high school maybe and i just distinctly remembered like needing to take a picture of it because it was just it spoke to me like so deeply and i don't remember why but i just remembered like seeing it in person and like truly admiring the artistic uh merit that went into making it and then the second piece is school of athens which was painted in 1511 by Raphael. And that is also, um, it's not in the Sistine Chapel, but it is in the Vatican. And that is probably, and I've told you guys this before. I don't know if I've told Hope this before, but um, that was like the first time, like seeing that in person was the first time I've ever like legitimately cried over a piece of art. Uh, we were moving fast. We had to move through the room, but just being able to see it in its scale, because it is at least... 20 25 feet tall it's massive these people are like lifelike and they're in such great detail and it truly made me like cry over seeing this piece of art and so um i don't know i still don't know why it spoke to me all that much but it really did that's beautiful alex well thank you ali i appreciate that and so <laughs> that uh that exercise I wanted to go through, I wanted to have a, uh, I wanted it to prove my point, which I think it does, and which is art is extremely subjective. Can we not agree that there are so many things that we can consider art and so many reasons why it's considered art, but I want to understand really like getting down to the core of it. How do each of us define art? Right. 
we've seen examples such as songs or paintings or photos, but what is it that makes them art? Uh, that's a good question, Alex. As the only person here whose opinion is always objective fact, uh, <laughs> I think art is, uh, well, you know, I think art is always about what it makes, what, if, if it makes you feel, right? And the best art makes you feel something, you know? And so when I talk about art, I talk about, clearly I'm talking about things that make me feel intense, raw emotions. I do think that's important when you have the discussion about art. Um, does anybody else have anything different? I mean, I think, I don't know, I feel differently. I, I don't know. If, I think if we're talking about the quality of art, then sure, that applies. But I think for me, art is just whatever you deem to be creative expression. You know, I think, you know, even something like this, just doing a podcast could be deep art. You know, it's, I think whatever you consider cr to be creative expression is art you know i think once you get into quality that's a different conversation but if we're just talking about what is art and i think it's just creative expression on a basic level I would you consider oh, sonic no the way. hedgehog as art sonic the hedgehog the movie yeah <laughs> um, all forms of sonic the hedgehog. all forms of sonic the hedgehog <laughs> i mean yeah i mean obviously you know if you're talking about the video game somebody had to make that or you know the cartoon shows somebody had to make that or the movie, even the movies you know i think yeah, I'd call it art. Yeah. All right. As okay. a Sonic lover, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Do people not think Sonic is art? <laughs> <laughs> well, every time I bring up Sonic on the internet, I get called autistic, so. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Cut that Ali, out. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> Ali, Hope. Um, uh, Ali, um, Hope, is there anything that uh, you want to add to that? How would you define art yourselves? I agree with Jakari. Like, I feel like there has to be like some type of creativity. Even though I said my favorite piece of art was like the Hubble telescope pictures, like it's not art. Like in my mind, it wouldn't match with the definition. Like I find it to be art because it makes me feel some type of way. Like Jason said, but I don't think the intent was for it to be art. I think it was the intent was to be a picture of space. It's like the same thing. Like if you have a picture of a mountain, I don't think that's art. I think that's a picture of a mountain, and you're just kind of like capturing it. It depends on your, it depends on your, like, your intent. Are you taking a picture of a mountain or are you taking a picture, like, a beautiful piece of art? Like, you see it as art, so you want to share it. I, I, I disagree. I feel like art is, <laughs> art, it doesn't have to even be your intent to make it art. It's whatever, if somebody else sees whatever you made as art, or whatever photo you've captured as art, then it's art. It doesn't have to be um, like, yeah, it can invoke emotion. Yeah, it can be created. It can be your idea, but it doesn't. Hmm. Yeah, but I, mean, all, I agree. Are you saying yeah. that you can't deem your own work as art if someone else has to? No, you can. If you think it's art, then it's art. But if you don't think it's art, and somebody else does then it's still art so like so like what's his name andy warhol he's the one that did the the painting the tomato soup can the silk screenings yeah. yes so like if i'm like no that's not art is it just not art anymore to you maybe. even though he painted it i feel like art is like a, it's it's 
is deeper than that. It's completely subjective. It's, it's deeper than that. Yeah, it's subjective. Okay. And that so, shit ain't art. No, I'm <laughs> and so there is no universal acceptance of whether or not something is art. Wait, you you said that's copy and paste. A photo is copy and paste. It's, if I take a photo of the same thing you take a photo of, is that copy and paste? It's perspective. It's about like we how stand you take the, the same picture. Spot. We use the same uh, settings on our camera on our same camera. You have a beautiful eye, a beautiful eye for art. If you think it's gonna be art, unless you're just trying to take a good picture, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think with pictures specifically, like, I mean, like, I I, I understand what you're saying about like framing and stuff. Like, not we're just taking a picture of a mountain. Let's just use that example. But there's e even in that, there's so many decisions you have to make. Like, how far are you gonna zoom in? What is the um, focus going to be like? What what are you going to frame your setup? Like, there's so many creative decisions. That go into just taking a picture of a landscape that I think justify it being art. That's just Tricari's opinion. No, Unless yeah. you're my mom, you just point and shoots. But yeah, <laughs> um, that's what I'm saying. Like, are you taking a picture of it for it to be art? Or are you taking a picture of it so that you can remember the mountain? Because the mountain was already there. Can I ask right. you a question, Hope? Yeah. Do you think athletics are art? Athletics, like athletic shots. No, like just athletic basketball players. Do you think what they do is art? I mean, like it's skillful, I guess, and I feel like that there's an art to it. But like, if I'm watching a basketball game, I'm like, oh, that's art. No. When you watch a movie, do you say, oh, that's art? There's some movies, yeah. Like what? The Lego Batman movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. no i'm just saying because i could see the intentionality that was that's just the first example because i always right, right. go back to like, <laughs> everything everywhere all at once everything every everywhere all at that's art right there that was intentionality that was what you call that the was, combos that was that was, that was art mortal combat as art yeah um starting back <laughs> sports being art um what were you saying hope is it art to the audience or to the people that's performing it? Uh, probably to the audience. I think both. I feel like LeBron thinks he's an artist. Maybe. Do you think he thinks he's an artist mid-game? Or do you no, think he I feel that like afterwards? Probably afterwards, but like in the moment, he's just focused on the game and just right. performing. So would you say that in the, in the game, he does not have artistic intent? Yeah, no. And so not. for what Tricari was saying, where you have to have artistic intent, can it be athleticism? Or can athleticism be art? I mean, I was saying that I think athleticism is art because I think art happens regardless of intent. Like, even if LeBron James, when he's doing a Euro step, even though he's not being like, oh, I'm going to gracefully... Well, even then, like, if LeBron James is doing a Euro step, that's something he's like trained himself to do like that's like a decision he's making whether it be like you know subconsciously or consciously like he's making that decision to do that so i think as far as athletics being art then yeah you know because like i think intent isn't necessary for something to be art yeah i get that um well i want to get back to something that hope had said hope had said a lot of things that i want to get back to and we'll approach those one by one um first of all movies i don't think anybody brought up a film in their list of favorite pieces of art 
Um, but yet, I mean, obviously film can be art, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. My question for that is, do one. you consider the whole film the art or is it specific sequences or even stills from the film that are art? Because if I'm, I feel if like I'm, oh. no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say there's some movies that are like particularly artsy, like Call Me By Your Name. Like that whole movie, I consider art. But like, that's kind of like the intent. Like, it's supposed to take place in Italy. It's supposed to be romantic. And like, like that's, that's the vibe of it. And so, like, the whole entire shoot is for aesthetic purposes. But the story also goes along with it because it's like beautifully made. But also, it was a book first. So, sure. I think that books are automatically art. We also didn't bring up any books. That's true. I mean, all the books I read. Are they art if they like are churned out with different names and like <laughs> in like different parts of the US? Because that's how all my books operate, or at least most romance books. Um, but yeah, Percy I, uh, Jackson is the best art form book. Okay. What do you say? Percy Jackson. Oh, my kids um, love Percy Jackson. Yeah, no, I I agree. Books are art. Um, uh, definitely not the first thing that comes to mind when you say art, but it, they certainly are. And I think any form of that can be art, right? Yeah. Um, but from my own opinion on films, I don't know if the entire film itself can be art, especially if it's going for an aesthetic, because they're building the aesthetic off of certain shots that they either have storyboarded or like concepts of... And so that's what the aesthetic is coming from. And so I think those stills themselves are the art. But anything in between where it like wasn't originally intended to be like the the aesthetic was not made for that scene. I don't know if I would consider that to be art. I get that. Like the first thing that comes to my mind is like the outsiders. Like I don't think the outsiders is art until it gets to that part where he's like, stay golden pony boy. <laughs> That, right. That's art right there. Right. That's, that's art right there. <laughs> and do all movies have to be art, or can only some movies be art? I mean, I, I think some movies have artistic merit, right? Like most movies still have a photographer and a director. Right. But is a is a Hallmark movie as art worthy as a Christopher Nolan film? I don't think so. Right, right. So you're saying that at least there's always at least some degree of artistic um, uh, merit within all of uh, film. Yeah, I think Trey was getting ready to say something. I want to hear what he oh, was, I mean, was about to say. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I think Hallmark movies are just as much. I think once again, it becomes a quality discussion if we're comparing Hallmark movies to Christopher Nolan films. But I think as far if we're talking about is it art, they're both worthy of being deemed art excuse me but i just think that like I, I feel like trying to take that take that distinction away from certain things is ultimately harmful to art as a whole because then, then you could i feel like that's just such a slippery slope thing because then it becomes well this is art but this isn't this this piece of graffiti is not art because it doesn't fall into the bounds of you know whatever and that's honestly that's what people already do with stuff like graffiti art was it's not this traditional style of painting so it's not art when i think like you know you can't box in art like that because it limits what it can be you know and i think just for the movie example 
you know, Hallmark movies obviously do not have the quality of, say, a Christopher Nolan film, but there's still merit there. Somebody's still putting time and creative expression into it, even if it is formulaic, but, I mean, it's still art. I mean, Marvel movies are formulaic, too, but I would still call those art generally. I hope that wasn't just a and, rambling and sense. No, no, no it, makes it sense. makes sense. And what I wanted to say to that, too, is that um, people have been doing that with art forms for centuries, right? You talk about that during, uh, like, people would say, what was it, in the 40s, that surrealism is an art, you know? So people, when the Renaissance was happening, people would say, oh, Leonardo da Vinci and freaking uh, Michelangelo's art isn't art, because it was different. So I do think, yeah, you do have a, you're right about that. People do tend to kind of move the goalposts when they try to define what art is um and maybe saying maybe using a quality example isn't necessarily the best right right well i have a um question or an example that i want your opinion on so if art is anything and i know this isn't uh, lee's definition but it seems to be tricari's and jason's um and my own it, with something that is creative and is intending to um, have uh, some sort of um, like message, maybe. Uh, maybe message doesn't have to be part of art, but at least my description of art is something that has a message and is creative and like thought out and um, isn't just like thrown together hastily. But I, I mean, that also applies to like business documents, right? I wouldn't consider those art, but those are very well thought out. Those are extremely uh, creative. They're choosing specific word choice in order to make their point across. But is that art? Uh, I would say no, because I think that's when you get into the discussion of, of, because they're, they're not doing it for art, you know, artistic merit, right? So they're not doing it for the sake of the art of language, right? They're doing it because it's their job and they have to or else they won't have a job anymore. Right. Well, to what Ali was saying, um, he said that the person who creates it doesn't have to consider it art as long as someone else does. Exactly. No. If, If Alex thinks it's art, then it's art. If I make a flyer... For an event that I'm hosting as an RA, and if it's and I wanted it to be aesthetically pleasing so that people would come, I don't think that makes it art. It is art. I think it's it's artistically it influenced. Oh, it might a art, on art. It. exactly. But the flyer oh. itself, if I have if I have like a game night and I put a little picture of like I don't know Candyland and like Willy Wonka and stuff like that. I just, you know, Google search and I put it up there like little pieces of art. Like And if one of your residents, residents I was gonna say constituents. <laughs> if one of your residents It is I who rule <laughs> sees that and thinks, Oh, this is beautiful. And after game night it's over, they're like, Hey, Hope, can I take down one of your things? Cause I just want to keep it because it looks really cool. You're gonna be like, No, because it's not art. I don't think it makes it art. I think it just means that it's a document that looks really cool. I mean, it's design, not art. Mm-mm. Well, oh, 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 I think design contains art, right? So, like, when you're talking about a graphic designer, a graphic designer is literally 
creating art for a purpose. You know, whether it be for um, a fire or a poster. But mm-hmm. I think the specific hope example Hope is talking about is that, like, she's making a poster and it contains other people's art already on it. And so, therefore, it can't be art because it contains somebody else's work. So, like, if you I mean, include... How, like, like, how is that any different from sampling and rap music? Well, I... Hey, sampling is an illegal loophole, right? Like it's respected and it's a thing, but it is legally in a in a loophole because you are taking every people's work. But I think the difference with sampling is that your some sampling is so transformative that it, it it no longer resembles the original product. It is marketably different, and I see you know. That's to use copyright language, right? So, so once that, you start bringing copyright laws into it, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's the see. I don't think because that's what it sounds like, but I, that's true. Like, if it's marketably different, then yeah, it's transformed. So therefore, it becomes a different product. I mean, but isn't that what Hope's doing? If she's taking a little clip art image and placing it inside of a different context than it originally in, is that any different? No, I think I'm just using art to like make it look good i don't think it, i don't think you can equate that to sampling though so like if i'm having a paint night and i put a picture of mona lisa up there that's just because yeah. it signifies paint yeah, it's but you're not using it in art, a different context than just it's like a signal like, it's like the same thing as like road signs would you consider road signs as art yeah yeah i mean i know had you to design would. it exactly but it's not what? art it's just conveying a message that is informational and i right. feel like Conveying a message that's informational is different from conveying some type of emotion. Right. Okay. I mean, so I so guess I do feel like art that... has to convey an emotion. So then every every street sign should just be numbers. What? 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 <laughs> Instead of names. And having it be names, I feel like that that brings an, an artistic quality to it. It's like because somebody had to think of like the name. Like WT Harris brings an emotion. The first billionaire of Charlotte gives emotion. <laughs> Well, I think that is a I, I think that is a good point that Ali brings up and is how much does the name to a piece of art contribute to the fact that it is art? Oh, that's a good one because I feel like a lot of art sucks and because it's like attached to somebody famous, it it increases in value. Like I, I I'm a out of pocket here. I think a lot of things this art sucks. <laughs> I can't stand it. But I feel like because it has the name of Banksy attached to it, it gets so much just oh, look at how great this is. Oh my gosh, look at this. And I'm like, this looks like a third grader drew it. I mean, I feel that way about fashion. Well, I think we know who isn't Banksy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or what if you're trying to throw us off? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. But like in using, still continue with the Banksy example, I feel like, you know, like, that's what happens with all art, though. Like, like eventually you just become, like, the name becomes more important than what you're making. I mean, it sucks, but in a lot of cases, that's just what happens. I mean, like, even if you look at something like, even if you look, I guess we'll going back to Christopher Nolan, for a lot of people, it doesn't really matter what Christopher Nolan makes at this point. It, what matters is that Christopher Nolan's name is attached to it. If, if it says Christopher Nolan produced this or Christopher Nolan directed this, a lot of people are going to say, I'm going to go see that because Christopher Nolan's name is attached to it. So, I mean, I don't think the name necessarily detracts or adds to the art. I just think ultimately a name is a name that draws in viewers or lookers, 
Yes, because of capitalism. I think maybe a better example of what I'm talking about is, do you guys remember on the news, there's like in, in pop culture news, this happened a while ago, but this, I think it was in Miami, there was this art exhibit that was literally just a banana taped to a wall, and there was a whole that. thing where somebody <laughs> ate the banana. Like, yeah. stuff like that is like, when you start talking about like modern art and pop art, that type of stuff really bothers me, because I, I is some pretentious dude who went to New York or UCLA trying to tell you what something is <laughs> right and trying to trying to say oh this banana taped to this wall has this great grand message and i'm like no it's not it's just a banana taped to a wall dude okay you, you're okay. not about jackson say... pollock paintings <laughs> well uh, I, let I, me I, let, let me uh, say something first all right okay, yeah. okay. so <laughs> um, <laughs> i think this is a good point to to transition into the latter half of this episode, which is not necessarily deci- uh, deciding what is or is not art. I think we kind of have a, at least a, we've expressed what we consider to be art, and I know it's subjective, and we haven't really made any common ground between that. But um, I think we can now talk about how we value art, because we can all say that almost anything can be art, but how should we value art? Like, what makes something worth more than something else? And I, I, I think Jason's getting on that track with pop art. Um, oh man, I, I did lose my train of thought for a second, so let me, let me recollect myself. Um, yeah. So like when I was talking about pop art, the main thing I was saying is that even though that those are artistic and something like that, I feel like they don't have any value because normally it's trying to present this uh, a message that I think it it overall doesn't encapsulate i think it's very pretentious i i feel, I feel that way a, a lot about art circles in general i i get some of those vibes but um and what chakaria brought up was jackson pollock i do think jackson pollock paintings have um i i do feel like they are art but i also do feel like they're the, like a expression of pretension that pretentiousity is that a word is, is that a word like they're just pretentious like i i don't know how to i don't know if i'm using the right word for it. um i'm not really a big fan of art like that and um that's why like earlier when i brought up saturn devouring his son i i, I really like renaissance era artwork because it is that you know that's somebody who is coming here and saying i am gonna draw the human form and in all of its glory and i'm going to perfectly encapsulate shadows the form and line and texture and i feel like it's something like a jackson pollock painting it's just like it's like whack like honestly this this is why i did not get along with my art history teacher because i did not (laughs) like that type of stuff um uh, but i feel like chikari was going to say something that was going to make me sound stupid so i want to hear it Oh no! I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's gonna make you sound stupid. I understand what you're saying, and with the, I will say that I agree with you. I I think that stuff is still art. I just think, don't think it's as important as the creator or art critics would think it is. Because I feel the same way about like the toilet art. Like I understand that it's a toilet and it's supposed to show how anything can be art, but that's all it's saying. It's not really. It's not saying anything. And I think if we're talking about the value of art, I think it 
ultimately it comes down to the individual, which I think is kind of the general theme of this episode. But I do think that when we're talking about the value of art, for me, it stems in what are you trying to say with this? Because it could be the simplest thing in the world, but if you have, but if you're trying to say something important with it, I think that's what I value the most. And I was thinking about um, Keith Harrington's art, you know? I think his art... Yeah, he's dope, you know? His art, I don't think anyone argue that it isn't simple or that it isn't, you know, like, hard, that's hard to do, but he's obviously trying to say something unique with what with his drawings and you know, and same with Basquiat's you know his art isn't like these super complex like portraits but it's still trying to say something so that's just what I kind of okay say. okay um I do have a question for that then um my question is who deems the message important or is that subjective to you in the case of you're talking about the toilet art where you said that the message was anything can be art, but you said that's not important. What if that was important to somebody else? Are you saying that for you, at least, as long as the message is important to you, it has more value? Um, I wouldn't even say that because I think I just think some art, I guess going back to the toilet example, I think some art, obviously, there's probably someone out there who feels as though who, it feels like what you're saying. Oh. Are you going to say something, Alan? Oh, no. Okay. Well, there's probably someone out there who sees the toilet art as this, like, well, there obviously are because people wouldn't keep talking about it still if it wasn't this significant piece. But that being said, I think that's all it has to say. I don't think that takes away from the value of being art, but that's all it, it's not commenting on anything else. Whereas I think, like, other pieces of art, like, if the message... You, can you repeat the last half of the question? <laughs> um, my la the last half of the question was, for you, as long as the message is important to you, you hold it with a higher value? Got you. Okay, so I'm going to say, just to answer that, I'm going to say no. Like, does it, does it obviously hold more weight to me if I can resonate with it? Yeah, but I don't think if I can't necessarily relate to it, that that means it's not as important. Like, for example, Barbie. Barbie is a movie that obviously talks about the issues that women face in modern day, not just modern day America, but in the world in general. I can't relate to that wholly because I am a man. There's pieces of it that I can try to understand and rationalize, but, but the ultimate experience I can't relate to. But that doesn't make Barbie any less significant or important as a piece of art because I can't relate to it or completely understand it. Okay. And, and like, to build on top of that... Snaps for Jacquard. <laughs> to bring back up Banksy, like Banksy does have this one where he, um, where there's a girl hugging a bomb, and so and I get we we can all assert assert, but the obvious message is like war is bad. I think stuff like that is so elementary so and so reductive. It's like oh my gosh, war is bad. Like duh, we all know war is bad. Everybody knows war sucks. It does nothing for anybody. Can we get something? Can we build on that? Can we talk more? Can we, you know, have something deeper, more refined? And that's kind of like what I'm, what I don't like about a lot of modern art is it's just so childish. It's so like, oh my gosh, like I, I this this permeates into, into more than just physical art painting. It it, it permeates into the animation space, into video games. It permeates into um. 
um, and you know, film. Like, you know, I think I think a lot of what people like about the Barbie movie, I, I haven't seen it myself, is that it's it's trying to say something without being so overt about it. You know, not without it being so over the top. Oh my God, yes, this is about female empowerment. Like, a perfect example of that would be something like the uh, Captain Marvel movie from. What, what year is that? That's 2019, right? Mm, well, like, the, I believe. Right, 2018. The obvious message of that movie is, yes, woman empowerment, yes. But it's so over the top and so basic and so just, I mean, She-Hulk is an even better example of that. And it's like, come on, guys. We, we, can't, we can't make something more nuanced. We can't make anything more deep. We can't make anything more thought-provoking. Um, I mean, I will say for Barbie... You know, specifically, I do think it is overt. Like I don't like obviously you haven't seen. I have you seen it, Hope and Ollie? Yeah, I was gonna agree that it's pretty overt. But yeah, it's I mean, Barbie, Ameri- like, you- it's, Barbie itself is an overt, overt example of female empowerment. Well, like, well yeah, you can't I'll, make I'll, a Barbie movie without female empowerment. I, I was. Uh, is, is there a moment in like the Barbie movie where Margot Robbie goes, "Yeah, woman rule." Is there any moment America like that? Ferrera does that. America Ferrera does that. She has an example where she talks about this. She has a monologue where she talks just kind of like, she's just kind of describing the different struggles that women face just like in the world. I mean, and I think there's a place for the overtness in art, which is what I'm trying to get at at least. I don't, I don't know if Pope has more to add on, but I think there's a place for that overtness. I just think, I agree with you on the point where you need more, but overtness is okay, you know? Because I, I think about a Fuck the Police by N.W.A., that's incredibly overt, but it's still saying a lot, you know. Yeah, I, I guess maybe that's a good example. To use, ben, maybe, maybe I just need like, maybe I, I think even Chugi. Chugi. Who who's that? Would you mind I, I uh, that defining that for us? No, I was trying to say that it was like Chugi. Like Chugi is like stuff that is like, it's like purposely bad. Like Captain Captain Marvel and She Hulk. Like I don't want to say it's purposely bad. But like it's <laughs> it's chuggy in the way that it like deals with like feminism and stuff like that's okay. how I feel. Because Wonder Woman I, I, is way better than Captain Marvel. Yeah, in the way I, that it talks Wonder about does, women. Yeah, I feel like, and, and that's kind of like the issues I have with like I I I don't want to be that guy, but I'm gonna blame millennials. Uh, anything like post, <laughs> anything coming after our parents' generation, bro. It just seems so. Like, you think about the stuff that my grandparents had, right? Like, of the generation when that stuff was growing up, you talk about Terminator, you talk about Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, movies like that that are clearly about certain themes but are building it in a way that isn't so in your face. If you compare that to the the modern versions, like, I mean, they will You're saying nothing is coded anymore. You're saying... Yeah, um, yeah, nothing yeah. is coded. Everything, everybody has to wear their heart on their sleeve. Right. I I I, mean, I, I, I can't I can't stand it, dude. Because it's like I get it. Certain characters are meant to be that way, but like freaking um. Oh my god, the Velma show. I was like, oh my god, it's so hard being a brown girl. Oh my gosh, it was like this is the same content you've been making for ten years. Can we please move on? Can we please, you know, let's let's elevate, let's grow up in a sense, you know. I, I, I understand I get what you're saying about art in the 90s. I I feel as though I, I don't want to say it's less over. I just think the narrative has changed about art with because I feel like Alien with Ripley is 
it's it's in not any less overt than any than Barbie now. Like it's still the same deal. It's about men not listening to a woman, you know. I so would I, say I, that I would say that Alien is like to have yeah, times. Yeah, there's no party alien where freaking she goes, yeah, man, woman rocked. You should listen to woman more. Like, there's no moment like that in that movie. Even though that's what the message is, it doesn't, it's not being so just, like, I don't want to sound like a freaking, like, one of those, like, Ben Shapiro types, just, oh my god, it's in your face. But that that's literally, like, in your face over the topness of it. I feel like that's just how hard art has to be. Like, like people are doing it for soul intention and they don't want it to be misconstrued. Like, since we keep going back to the Barbie movie, like, even though, I don't want to spoil it, though. The, okay. Let's move, let's move off the Barbie no movie. Time, uh, oh, okay. Let's okay, move off the Barbie movie. Um, are you saying that, like, today <laughs> people are just generally dumber, that things have to be spelled out for them more in order for it no, to be I understood? Feel, no, I feel like art, like they don't want you to have your opinion on what it is. Like, it is what it is. Like, art isn't made for, oh, anybody can interpret it. Anybody can think this about it. Like, no, art is being made because I want to show you my ideas and how I think about the world. And it's, like, more, like, self-centered in that way. Like, art, this art is for me and, like, how I feel and what I'm going through. And I chose to share it with you. And you're going to see it exactly how I made it. Okay. Okay. No, I get that. I, I was um, also thinking more. Maybe well, it's it's the corporate corporatized nature of it too. Oh yeah. Right. Is right. Um, but I think yeah. we've gotten fairly off topic, and so I want to get back by asking Hope, um, what, how do you determine the value of art? How do I determine the value? I think it. I think it's more about how I feel about it. Okay. Um what type of emotions it brings out how it ties into my life i can recognize when art is like good like when it comes to like movies and stuff and i can see why other people would think it would be good but in terms of how i value art like it has to make me feel some type of way okay i get that Um, i would say the same thing just having that emotional attachment to it is what makes it valuable if you don't have that then yeah, it's still art, but it's not. And so are you saying art. that without an emotional attachment, there is no value? No value to me. Yeah, to to the individual, but to the group, maybe. Like, I don't, I don't follow the Oscars and stuff like that. Most of the movies that, like, win Oscars, I've never watched them before. But, mm-hmm. like, knowing the actors and, like, the time that's been into it, I'm sure it's, like, quality work, and it's, like, probably really good. But it has no value to me. Okay. Because it didn't impact me. I understand where yeah. you're coming from. I guess it's, to me, at least my definition, is yes, if it if it impacts me, then it has more value. But even if it doesn't impact me, it still has value. I can still appreciate the time and effort that goes in to making those things. And I still give it fairly high value depending on the effort that's gone into it. But if it does have a deeper meaning that resonates more with me, then that has the highest value. Yeah. Well, I, I do think there is valueless art, right? There's art that's made for the pure sake of being sold. 
and I do think that's when you get you can get more into the value of art merit. Like um, a, a common example, going back to animation, is the cow arts art style. If you're into the animation, and I'll I'll drop a picture for you guys just for you to see it. Um, but the cow arts art style is this is this art style that's coming out starting around the I want to say the mid two thousands that has just been in everything. Think of Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, even Amazing World of Gumball, Adventure Time, um, and those that kind of art style, the super round face, big teeth. I just I that's the type of stuff where I where I think it starts to lose its value. Right. Right? Mm. Yeah, no, you're, I agree. you're becoming so homogenized. You're becoming, everybody looks the same. All the art styles are the same. And there's no deviation. And why, why bring up Samurai Champloo? Even though that was like early 2000s. I think it was like 2003. That anime. Oh, 2004. That anime. It, even though it was Japanese. So it's a completely different thing. I love things that, um, that are drawn differently, that are artistically different, and I do think there is more value to things that are artistically different. That's why we like, even for me in the video game space, like I love Call of Duty. I think video games are art, but actually, Call of Duty is objectively less artful than something like a, a Undertale, Gone Home, <laughs> or even um, um. Celeste, you know, that's a game about uh, a trans being a trans woman and, and that experience. So I do think, you know, those things exist. I think that kind of art has more merit. Sure. Okay. No, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I do want to transition. Have you sent the picture? Um, I'm uh, looking for a good one oh, right okay. now. Um, but I, I do think you gave a great description of um, Steven Universe or Amazing World of Cumball. And I didn't know what that was called. Um, but going into those, those are all digital, right? Those are all drawn digitally. And so I want to get into really talking about like, does, should digital art hold as much value as like physical art? I, I, I think it should, it still takes maybe not the same amount of time to, to create, but it still takes time and intention to create. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, into the Spider Verse and across Spider Verse were done digitally. I, I wouldn't say that those have any less merit than say something like Studio even, Ghibli. Yeah, I don't think those have any less merit than Studio Ghibli or like Disney Princess films from the '90s and '80s and such. Like, I think I, I don't think digitally takes away. But like, someone's allowed to draw that and work on that meticulously. So. Right. Okay. I, I, I think the digital argument has more to do with how it's done digitally, right? Right. So if you're still doing 2D animation and the only difference is instead of drawing on a piece of paper, you're drawing on a tablet, there, there's, I don't think there's much difference, right? It's just the mediums of how you do it are differently. I think the argument that a lot of people in the animation space or who are fans of the animation space will bring up when talking about the difference of the digital versus um, physical or hand-drawn aspect is just the lack of quality that we've got. So, like, to talk about anime, for again, for a second, I I, I think Akira is a perfect you know, is an example of a movie that is all completely hand 
drawn and hand animated. And, you know, they had to use real, like, all the lights in the movie are real lights that are being, you know, pulled through a screen and physically recorded. And all that stuff can be easily, uh, much faster replicated on a digital screen, right? I think it's just a, a, a difference of of time. You, you can pop out so much more quicker when you're doing it digitally than when you're doing it physically. I feel like that's where the problem comes in. When you're pumping out shows with similar art styles every week, then, you know, it gets a little bit insane okay no yeah i understand what you're saying um certainly uh i put a picture too just so you can see an example yeah i'm looking at the picture sorry um okay yeah and so i want to get into now that we've talked a little bit about digital art i want to talk about everyone's favorite digital art nfts how do we value (laughs) nfts we, we just, don't. We don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we but, don't. But we just said that digital art can be valued. I mean, I think if we're looking at NFTs outside of the con, if we're looking at NFTs strictly from an art perspective, sure, it's art. But if we're taking in everything that NFTs also incorporate, like the whole crypto stuff and just the blockchain and all that stuff and the obscene cost, then I think there's, I, I think there's criticism to be levied against it that outweighs the art, the art of it, because like. Yeah. I think it goes back to what Jason was saying about the value of art and some art being very surface level. What is a bored ape trying to say? What is Dogecoin? Or is that even, I don't know. I yeah, don't really Dogecoin know. was one of them. Yeah, what are those trying to say? You know, so. And not only to that, it's the fact that NFTs, they're digital and they're trying to create artificial scarcity. And where it inherently can't be. <laughs> You can't make a digital item scarce because it can be copied and replicated infinitely. That's the whole point of a digital, a digital right. thing, right? And that's why you saw on Twitter everybody freaking, um, what is it called? Just copy and pasting the image. So, like, oh, I own this image. Okay, I just copy and pasted it. There you go. What do you own? Right, but I, I think own. the thing with NFTs is it tries to bring digital art more physical, which I think is a dumb way to explain it. But it, it makes it more uh, unique in the sense of like the blockchain itself. And this is going to be so dumb and I do not support NFTs. Um, but the way I have to explain this is going to make it sound like I do. But the blockchain itself allows people to know that like this art is one of a kind, which is only possible in like the physical world before like nfts existed and so i think that like that concept itself does contribute to adding value to digital art but i still think that there's a long way to go until nfts themselves should be considered of high value yeah yeah so it's one of a kind right i just copy and pasted one and posted in the discord chat how one of a kind is that (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess when we're talking about like owners because i do understand the art because like because yes, did you just copy and paste it and have it on your phone? Yes, which is essentially ownership. But if we're technically speaking about legal ownership, you don't own it. They do. Which I personally, which mm-hmm. I agree with Alex. I don't support NFTs. I think they're generally kind of worthless. But uh, like, I don't know. It's weird because like there is the ownership there. And with asking about digital art, I feel like 
I think when we have like commissions, artists who do commissions and stuff like that, is that not essentially the same? Because then you're directly like, there's not this like art like that's a one of a kind piece that you're commissioning from them. And well, then, at that point, I think it's you're paying the artist for their work to create the art, and then it can be infinitely yeah. replicated once it's put on the internet, right? Yeah, right. But, but what you NFTs. did is you paid them for the time. Yeah. I, I, if that was the argument people used for NFTs, then I'd be in agreement. But the argument that they're using is that, oh, only I own this, and it, it because it has this random number assigned to it, it is mine. Yeah. Yeah. And that—that's why I disagree with it because it's like it's the internet. I can infinitely replicate it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. No, that's uh, those are all really great points. Ali, Hope, do you have anything to add? I don't really care about NFTs. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. I think Ali's they're stupid. A big NFT guy. Ali has like six of them. Just, I wish I could afford six of them. <laughs> Whatever the NFT was, Ollie has one. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Donald Trump NFT and the Dude, oh my god. Yes. The Donald Trump trading cards. I wanted yeah. one of those so bad. <laughs> you know, to, to bring up NFTs, since you're talk since we're talking about them, I do have an interest in like digital collectibles, right? So sure. Alex, yes. I know you're on PS five now. Have you mm -hmm. messed with the PlayStation Rewards program at all? I have not. So what I do find interesting about the PlayStation Rewards program is that by doing certain actions on the console, you know, buying certain games or playing certain games, you get complete a challenge. And that does give you a digital collectible that has no, you know, it's not attached to a world world value. It is just something that only you can use. You can show it to your friends. I do think that's where the value of NFTs can come in as a way of showing that you did something on the Internet. And because it's in a digital locker system, it can't be replicated. Like, I can't take my the picture of my PlayStation trophy outside of the app and show it to somebody else. Only right. you. Like, I can screenshot, but literally. To I can't PlayStation, image. to PlayStation, they could make that trophy as many times as they want to. And it's the exact same trophy every time. Well, yes. But it's, it's, it's the fact that I had to do something to earn it, right? The, the value okay. of it comes from the work I put in, necessarily. Like, I have one of DD1 from her Jedi Survivor because I bought the Jedi Survivor game and completed it within the weekend it came out. I got the trophy. Mm -hmm. So that that's kind of like, that has value attached to it because I have a sentimental connection to it, you know. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um... Yeah, and so I think that's... I don't think I have anything else to say about digital art. Did anybody else have anything else to say? I mean, I guess we can talk about memes. Do we want to talk about memes? Memes are art. Okay, memes are art. Are all memes art? Yes, even the most basic. Even if you're I mean, using... Like, of, uh, like, back into shoot, the... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say this thing was kind of cycled back into the, our previous kind of conversation before the NFTs things where it's like value like what do we do, like intention for some people sure. or like just general everything being art in general. yeah so I yeah, think yeah that's kind of what it um depend on mostly right right no no i understand what you're saying um yeah my question was gonna be um even to like using the same template like to exhaustion every single time that's art like the yeah. guy looking yeah. back at the girl yeah 
Is that not what other what art is already? I mean, yeah, is it just say, like, yeah? Is it the like, hero story you know, template? Yeah. I mean, yes, to a sense, but I think it's changed enough. I mean, you're not watching one movie and then watching another movie, um, regardless of how similar they are, and saying I just watched the same movie, right? They are different movies. But if you're looking at this template and like someone changed maybe a word out of it, I don't consider it all that different. What do you think, Chikari? I think it's complicated. I mean, I think I understand what Alex is saying, and I also understand what we're trying to say. So I feel like I feel like me. Obviously, memes are not movies. Like they're very different. You know, like so it's like. But I do think it's kind of in that same vein of like. I mean, how much for memes, how much can you change the format before it's not, you know, like, before it's not even the meme that you're trying to make anymore? You know what I'm saying? There's, I feel like memes have a very rigid um, kind of box, unlike every other form of, like, art where, you know, there's, like, a basic outline, but you can, like, kind of copy it in your own way. Kind of how, I think we were talking about Seven Samurai a few weeks ago, kind of how, like, that's a pretty generic story that's been done a lot, but through, through in different contexts where memes, there's kind of, I don't know, there's kind of like a very strict context that you have to apply to it, so it still falls under the banner of being that specific meme, if that makes sense. If any of that. No, yeah, that does make sense. Mm. Oh, yeah, then there's like the whole anti-meme thing. I'm sorry, Cope, I cut you off. No, you're good. Uh, well, I was going to say, there is the whole point of like the anti-meme or a meme that is so destructive that it becomes the meme itself. Like you take a meme, you deconstruct it, and then that is also the meme. I, I I feel like the thing about memes is that they become so... A meme never stops being a meme, no matter how much you deconstruct it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, y'all. No, yeah. that, that's the end of my, end of my thought. I don't have much I, to build no, on I, that. I, I, no, I'm trying to take in what you're saying, and I understand what... Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's hard for a me. I think it's hard for anything on the internet to truly die. You know, I think, you know, like I think once one, once something becomes, especially like something like a meme becomes like a part of the internet culture, like it only really dies once it's forgotten. But even then, it'll probably circle around eventually when somebody rediscovers it. You know, so it's just kind of that kind of whole cycle of things. Yeah, oh, I, I totally get that. Right. Is there uh, anything else we want to talk about art today? I feel like we've kind of I want to the end. Yeah, yeah, Ali, go ahead. I want to talk about AI art and deep fakes. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to make Jason angry. There's the way you said deep fakes. I think deep fakes are art. Like, them videos of, like, Barack Obama and Donald Trump getting into arguments that aren't real. Like, I love those so much. But I think it takes, like, a little bit of intelligence to enjoy them. Um... Otherwise, I it's like. Are you work. saying like the the video themselves? Is it the editing that makes them like valued? Oh yeah, I think yeah. it's the editing. I think it's the writing, like the script of it all. Like it takes it takes like a little bit of creativity. Right, but it's not the fact that it is Obama and Donald Trump. No, like any deep fake, I think is really funny. It's like like if I did a deep fake of like. I don't know some famous person like margot robbie or something like that i think it's not the fact that it's margot robbie that makes it have value i think it's the fact that like 
in my mind, I I imagined the scene playing out. And I was like, if there was actors in the scene, I would put Margot Robbie in so-and-so. And now, like, I have the technology to make it seem like they're acting out what I have in my brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Ali, what were you going to say about deepfakes? Um, Hope pretty much stole the words out of my mouth with that one. Funny. What's funny? Deepfakes. Oh, yeah. And I, th- I think it's that high comedy that it's it's intentional and that's that's what makes it art but um i also wanted to bring up um ai art because there's does does it like does it have to be a a person who makes it that makes it art or is like just the person putting in what they want to see and the ai creating that does that make it art right and well, I, I think I, the I interesting part. Leave... Oh. Uh, I, I was going to have something to say, but Alex, you can go first. I was going to say the interesting part with AI art is it's not entirely the computer. I mean, yes, the computer is generating based off the prompts, but it's trained on something. And most of the time, if not all of the time, it's trained on actual art, things that people have made, and it's trying to emulate those styles, right? That, that was exactly what I was going to say. The thing about AI art, and I feel the same way about AI anything that's created solely by AI, is it's not really creating anything. What it's doing is it's stealing and then reforming those things in a way that it interprets to be your whatever you think it is, right? So, like, I feel this way about, um, um, you know, what is it? The AI voice videos. Like, what you're doing is you're stealing somebody's voice. <laughs> To create your little jokes, but you don't think about the ramifications of that or anything like that. Um, yeah, and that's why like AI art is not really—you're not really creating anything. You're just stealing somebody else's art. Yeah, Tricari, were you saying something? I mean, I pretty much agree with Jason. Like, I mean, I think that's been the precedent for a long time. I mean, even if you look at that like um, robot that beat that world famous chess player dude. That robot wasn't playing chess. It was, you know, like, well, I guess it was playing chess in a literal sense, but it wasn't coming up with its own strategies. It wasn't trying to outsmart its opponent. It was just using strategies that it had learned previously to beat him. And that's kind of the basis for a lot, like, for a lot of this stuff. It's stuff isn't being created. It's it's being, like Jason said, stolen, you know, pretty, you know, for being honest. It's, it's being stolen from other people to you know for whatever and, and some of it is harmless like Hope is saying like i've seen the you know donald trump joe biden barack obama minecraft videos i think they're funny but i've also seen where people like real people talked about how like their faces are being used for like porn and stuff like that unconsensually so it's just like you know I, and this is kind of a different topic altogether but like i think ai art I, i'm hesitant to call it even art because it's it's not that and there's there's no creative merit you know there's no creative like i i don't think there's any value in it really i don't think there's any work put into it like all the things that i would say make art ar it doesn't have that even if it even if you are typing in a prompt like saying i want this you're just saying i want this to happen you're not putting any putting in any real work to make that happen or to make that exist you know what i'm saying so right i just right piggybacking off of jason yeah yeah and I think yeah, that it, we're going to talk a little bit more about AI in the terms of 
deep fakes and um what Trakari was saying of like stealing someone's likenesses in our next episode. But in the Can I say of... one last thing on AI? Oh no, we're not done. I was just saying that Oh, um, okay, okay. I was just saying that we're gonna get into that a little bit more, but today we're gonna talk about the art of it, right? I was gonna say AI art be ugly. Like I don't know if y'all be seeing them, but Honestly, like they're yeah. always so ugly. I was talking to my sister about that. Like it's always so noticeable. It's like you know the unca uncanny valley, right? Yeah, it's kind of like that, but like for for artwork, I don't know. I think that it was that is... way in the very beginning, but now if you look at something like Mid Journey. Um, and let me see if I can grab something off Midjourney really quickly just to show you guys. Like, they have constantly improved their platform to the point where, like, I don't know if I can say that it is Uncanny Valley anymore. I think it's really just, like, it truly has come close to, like, being almost real. Like, being well, photography. I was going to say the whole thing about it is that the, those AI algorithms, there's still things that you can tell that they can't do. Right, like they still can't do hands well. They still can't do the texture of faces really well. I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but all AI art looks like the character people are plasticky. It still can't do like the textures of people's faces really well compared to like uh, a oil painting or even a even a freaking um, a photograph. Right. I think the scarier one is how well these AI algorithms can replicate voices because so i think that's where it gets dangerous right i mean we're already in that area where it gets dangerous but it's, it's gonna be real dangerous when you guys are talking to me right now somebody can record our conversation and then call you on a completely different phone and it sounds indescribable for me and it can be saying the craziest stuff right i feel like that's where i my issues with ai really become exacerbated um because you think about voice actors right think of, um... What did you say, Alex? Oh, I was, was going to say, it kind of makes me think of, like, Blade Runner 2049, where he has, like, a completely fake girlfriend. And it's just, like, like that feels like... Apps. Those are already apps, dude. <laughs> oh, it's like... Have TikTok. you watched her? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I guess I just like to believe that maybe... <laughs> And this is so off topic, but maybe <laughs> maybe we are not heading towards a world where artificial intelligence dominates not just, you know, our work lives, but also our interpersonal lives. But clearly that's not the case. So just wishful thinking. And I mean, I know our um, audience can't see this, but I just sent a couple pictures that I just pulled right off of Midjourney right now. I mean, like these are extremely real. Okay. I don't think it's possible to say these you... look ugly. I that last say, one kind of looks like it, well, it could be real. The homeless man is the is the <laughs> best looking example. But you look yeah. at this one. I I don't know what the what the stuff on her face. Mm -hmm. It's the texture of her skin and the way the shadows right. are cast. Right. That make it like a fact and to tell. Okay, this was a created real. The ones with the the flower people. It, it, it's something about the skin texture. Right, right, but to, uh, to Ali's point, you can't say these are ugly. You can't look at the ones with the flower people and say this is ugly. 
Okay, but that all art is meant to be beautiful. I'm, I'm, I wasn't saying that it was ugly. I'm that saying exactly that exactly what you said. You said no. AI art is ugly. <laughs> it's ugly. That's what Hope said. I, I said mean, I think, um, that you can sorry, tell sorry. that it's not like man-made. No, like things that people would find aesthetically pleasing, it always lacks. I mean, I, I think this is the point I was trying to make, though. Like, Jenner, like, you got, because we're obviously looking at these images very closely, but from a, if you're just, if these were just like a painting somewhere, if he's like a mural somewhere, and you just walk past it, like, it just, and obviously, like, imagine a world where you can just take an AI painting and place it on a mural, but like, we wouldn't, like, me, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know. Like, I, I know, like, Jason's talking about skin textures and stuff, but if I was just looking at the, if he just showed me these, like, hey, look at this cool thing. Oh, that's a cool drawing. That's a cool, you know, painting or whatever. I wouldn't know, you know, like, and I think, you know, I, I think just the idea that we have to look for specifics to tell the difference is kind of the point Alex is getting at that these are like, it's becoming quality, you know, like it's not becoming like just these like messy faces. It's becoming visual, like images that look, that look well and that most people can just say, oh, that looks cool. You know, that looks like art, you know, so I think that's just what Alex trying to get at. I just, I don't agree. I just, I don't agree. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe to the untrained eye, there's no difference. I, I, I guess so, really, there is no difference. But I look at things like the Secret Invasion intro uh, for that show. Well, I mean, and that's, I'm like, that's, that's purposely <laughs> supposed to look bad. Like, that is purposely. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, I, the, the, I, the creators no, have like, come out and said that, like, the whole point is it's supposed to feel like unnatural. That's the whole point of that uh, intro. That's what Disney what wanted them to say. What really happened is Disney didn't want to hire any artists. That's a conspiracy theory, Alex. <laughs> yeah, that's a conspiracy well, No, with, with Secret Invasion, what I think a lot of people don't realize, even though they hear it's AI-generated, it's people who drew those images, they fed it through an AI to recreate in order to, like, give the, like feeling that only an ai could give but those images were originally drawn by somebody else so they didn't want to do any work is what it sounds like what <laughs> i don't think well, you what understand what you're saying <laughs> what is he cooking now i'm just being i'm just being i'm just being rude no i i, I do i really like yeah I, I i don't think that's an excuse. i don't think i, I don't want my entertainment to be infested with artificial intelligence, because then it it, it lacks. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's too late. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I I hope this this um. I'm gonna tease next episode. I hope these union talks. I hope they <laughs> shut down for for over a year because these corporations, man, they need to understand that you can't just you can't replace the individual right with art. Right. Because uh, or with the individual AI, right? Because the AI is not sentient. It doesn't. It doesn't feel. It doesn't think. It doesn't create. It copies. Right. Do you think um, during the apocalypse, the robots are going to kill you for saying that? Dude, <laughs> I'm going to take out as many robots as I can, dude. I'm dude. Thinking... If they're Terminator type robots, I'm done. We're 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 cooked because we're not beating Terminator robots. I hope they're gonna be more like real steel. That'd be fun. Dude, that'd be awesome. Do you like like Terminator like or not Terminator, but like Autobots and stuff? 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. Autobots, roll up. I mean, those I'm also still crazy. getting off topic. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, I'll get off topic. I'm gonna sound crazy if I, we start seeing like bipedal robots. I'm just walking around shooting them and taking them out. I'm gonna that. I'm gonna dedicate my life to taking them out. You're gonna Bitch, shoot yeah. that million dollar Boston Dynamics robot dog thing? Nah, the dog spot. The dog. Okay. All right, all right. Well, I think that we have come to our end on our discussion about art. Um, I don't think there was a lot of ground uh, made up between any of us here, but I think we covered a lot of it. Um, and I think that's I think that's just telling to what art is. Art is incredibly subjective, and I really just wanted to take this time to understand all of our own opinions on like what makes something art and how we value it because i think we talk a lot about movies and films and that type of um, television shows all of that type of stuff and the rest of the podcasts but i wanted to understand really where we come where we're coming from when it comes to like our enjoyment of it and like how we value that and so i think this was exactly what we needed and uh thank you guys for listening right is there anything else anybody wants to say uh, before we leave i i mean does it, do you guys want to just recommend a piece of art regardless of like type just for the listener to check out just for them to explore you know sure yeah yeah, yeah if you have a recommendation of course yeah um i will go first uh i would say if you have not listened to um what am I going to say? There's an album by Loyal Carner called Not Waving But Drowning. That is beautiful. It's sad. It is happy. It, it's a rap album, but it, it's still beautiful. Um, I would say, yeah, that's an album that is worth checking out because it's one of my favorite albums, one of my favorite pieces of art ever. Yeah, so I would say Not Waving But Drowning by Loyal Carner. Okay. Jason, yeah, did you have I, something? I, yeah. Yeah, um, if you guys if you're listening to this and you're into animation or anime at all, I I truly do recommend Chainsaw Man. It is one of probably the best animated shows I've seen in years. Um, Chainsaw Man. Yeah, Chainsaw Man. I love I love <laughs> that dude. It is so well animated. Um, great it's voice well acting animated for sure. Yeah, great voice acting. If you care about the art of voice acting, if you care about the art of animation, that show is the perfect mixture of both. Ignore it. It's, it's still anime, so it's crazy, but it's good. <laughs> okay. All right. Ali? I can't, I can't think of anything I, I can recommend right now. I don't think I have any recommendations. Hope. Red Notice by... Let me um, think of some books. What'd you say? A book? Yeah, I'm trying to think of some. Okay. Um, I would recommend Kitchen by Banana Yoshimoto. She's a Japanese writer. It's translated. Um, I think it kind of goes off of what Shikari says. Like it's kind of like a mundane, like melancholy book, but there's like a lot of emotions and I feel like it's only like 120 pages. And it's really easy to finish. And like a lot happens, but nothing that's out of what regularly happens in your life. But it still like made me feel like I don't know. I live somebody else's life, so I like that. Sure. No, I totally understand what you're saying. 
Um, and can you say the title one more time? It's called Kitchen. Kitchen. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode. Um, thank you so much, Hope, for joining us. Um, I I know that I appreciated having your input on this. Um, and I hope anybody else want to anybody else want to join in in appreciation. <laughs> I, I would have an easier hope. I know I don't hate <laughs> so. What are we talking about? Shikari's like good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the mic right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, next week, I know we tease it a couple times, but we are going to be talking about uh, unions Zach and Snyder. strikes. Zack Snyder. That's right. No, we're talking about <laughs> unions and strikes. Um, unions and strikes. And I think we're going to be taking a little bit heavier of a focus upon the current SAG um, or the SAG-AFTRA and the WGA strike that is ongoing and looks like it's not going to end, but I think we're going to talk about all kinds of unions. Um, and so, yeah, stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and threads at OTOT pod. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you guys. All right.